Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. everyone. Happy Friday. I'm so glad to be here. I miss podcasting every Friday with all of you. Welcome to the Lovability Show. Uh, I, uh, I'm your host, Jennifer Stiers. I uh, kind of have to say that because we also do a recording. If you all didn't know, uh, I know we do Facebook Live on Friday and that's so much fun for me because I get to talk to all of you and interact and we love that. Uh, but you can also listen to the podcast uh, online on Apple or Google or Spotify and all those networks. Uh, so I need to be mindful that uh, people have to listen and understand the show as well. So hi, Jamie. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Elton. You know what? You guys are some great people for this conversation today. Uh, I... Uh, I, I started just compiling things this week and thinking about there's just so many, there's so many things dangling in the air with dating. I just had somebody ask me yesterday, she's fairly new to the dating scene uh, after a divorce, and she was talking about how everything's changed. She goes, I don't even know what the rules are anymore, what, you know, what to do. And, uh, and, and I love the show for this. I also post about, you know, things that are happening as well as many of you are on my Facebook page and know, but, uh, hi, Colleen. Uh, hi, Martha. Good to see you. Uh, so, uh, but my hope is in all of this, I love doing this show, but I do it for you guys so we can get some kind of, uh, grip on what's happening out there. Uh, it can be pretty out of control. I get it. Uh, and, um, I want, I want to talk to you guys today though. So even though I, this is my job to give advice, I also want to gauge with you what is hot and what's not anymore because these things are changing. I mean, at the end of the day, COVID changed a lot of things with dating. Some of you are still not out there dating very much at all uh, and being a lot choosier about who you go out with. And I have to say bravo to that. Um, it's not a numbers game. It really isn't. Uh, it is more about an intention, uh, an intention uh uh, it's not a game, but whatever, um, intentional dating. And so the more you waste your time with people who aren't for you, the more it kind of jades you and gets you discouraged. So be very careful, uh, when you're out there dating and that you're not doing too much of it or with the wrong people, because the only thing that does is make you think that there's nobody out there for you and that all the people that are out there aren't for you and are wrong or aren't, you know, aren't going to be for you or you're never going to find your somebody. So uh, lots of amazing men and women out there, a lot more than all of you think. Uh, I do this for a living on top of being a dating coach and uh, this person that does dating podcasts and relationship podcasts. I'm also a matchmaker. Uh, so it has, this part of my job has allowed me to see firsthand what you guys are doing on dates and what you're not doing on dates and to see where attitudes are kind of shifting a little bit or a lot bit. Uh, so let's, let's kind of talk about some of those. Uh, and hi, Pete. Hi, Karen. Great to see all of you. Uh, okay. So let's start with the big one, you know, and, and again, I want your feedback on all of this. Some of you that are on, you know, you've been married, you've been divorced, People, I hear this more and more and more, they're not so sure about marriage anymore. Uh, you know, we've, we, we did definitely see that the younger generation years ago were kind of moving away from marriage, that they were living together and be, being baby mamas and baby daddies. And I think 
a lot of that had to do with uh, so many divorces. As so many of those kids in that age group were looking at uh, divorce, and they didn't want that for their family, uh, for themselves. They didn't want to have to go through that. So they decided that if they didn't get married at all, that they didn't have to. So we definitely saw a swing there amongst the younger generation. But I'm hearing from a lot of you people in your 50s, uh, 50s and 60s, that you don't want to get married again. That you may, it's not, it, it, it's, you're not ruling it out. Some, some of you are saying, hell no. But the majority of you are saying, I don't necessarily know that I want to go there again because I've been there. And, you know, it's not like you have to go there because you're raising children together and people aren't doing that anyway now. Uh, some people anyway. So, uh, so how are you all, how are you all feeling about that? Because I'm seeing that it's not so much of, a priority, and for some of you, it's I've heard it's a deal breaker. Like you, what your your goal is to get married, and uh, and and as a Christian, uh, that is I think a lot of y'all's decision. Uh, Tammy says she does. Jasmine says forty. Same here. Forty. Uh, same here. You don't or you do, Jasmine. Um, so, uh, hey, Michael. So good to see you, my friend, Michael Moulton is watching the show. He's been on the show, and he's going to come back on the show with me. Uh, he's back in town. He's been out in Florida. So happy to have you, Michael. I uh, hope you can chime in here. Uh, Elton says, I better put my glasses on. <laughs> uh, One does not have to be married to get mutual respect and, respect and to be committed to a relationship. Um, uh, agree. I mean, agree. I think where the marriage thing tends to come in is for a lot of Christians that feel that that's the the way to go and the path to follow and the only righteous and and, and to each his own. There's no judgment zone here. I just uh, I'm just curious. Uh, Jasmine says she want does not want to get married again. Life partner, uh, and she's in her 40s. So yeah, we are see. So it's a good topic. We're definitely seeing that swing. So. Uh, I, we're going to get into this a little bit later in the conversation when we talk about communication. But, you know, at what point do you throw that out there with somebody, right? Um, and how do you have that conversation with somebody? Because if somebody if somebody's perfect for you, but they want to get married, would that be a deal breaker for you? You know, would would you change your mind, Jasmine, and the other people that say no? Uh, would you change your mind if it were the right person or you thought it was the right person? And Karen, same thing. You said yes, or Tammy, sorry. You said yes. Would you change your mind if you met the perfect person, but they didn't want to do it again for whatever reason? Uh, I, and again, I'm not trying to sway anybody's opinion. I'm just curious how you feel. Uh, so love you too, Michael. What are some tools to handle grief from a breakup? We'll get there. It's a great question. Uh, so we'll definitely get there at the end. As a matter of fact, I've put some topics together for today, and I'm hoping we do have some time at the end for questions. So I was going to tell you guys that if you have any specific questions, let's try to open up the mic at the end for those kind of questions like Michael's. Um, so, uh, you know, along with marriage, how do we handle the sex thing before marriage? How do we handle the sex thing on dates? Uh, you know, because... There used to, I mean, I, I, there was never a rule, but there was that thing out there where people always talked about the third date. So you could have, I don't know, I mean, why? Why the third date? I don't know what happens. Like, what were the first two dates? So let up to, if your first two dates were movie dates or they were dates where they were group dates, and then you get to the third date, now you have permission to sleep with somebody. I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, but I am curious how we feel about that. I, the consensus I hear on my part from my end with all of you and with the work that I do is that everybody is taking it on an individual basis. Um, I hope none of you are having sex on the first day. I don't, I mean, I, I am all for supporting whatever decision you guys make in regards to when you do it, but I really cannot discourage you enough from doing it on a first date. It messes so many things up. Um, ladies, the majority of men that I've spoken to over the years, number one, they don't want it. 
Most men don't want it. Guys chime in. Love to hear your point of view on that. Guys don't want to, to dive in right away. They want to get to know a woman and they don't want that emotional baggage because they know what happens when they sleep with a woman that the expectations change. Uh, and so men don't really even want it. But if you push, ladies, he's not, majority of men are not going, what I found, I mean, I'm not and talking about any of you, will not resist, they'll, they'll go along with it, but you probably won't see them again. And that's just what I've heard from the guys. And I feel like this was conversations I was having a lot with guys before COVID. After COVID, ladies, I'm going to say it again, you know, hot or not, guys are a lot more serious than you are right now about relationships. I do this for a living. They are a lot more serious than you are right now. I don't know what happened, <laughs> what the shift was, but for some reason now, the guys are much more intentional. They don't want to waste their time. They don't want to play games. They don't want drama. So ladies, it's, it is, I mean, if you're looking for a relationship, now is the time and don't play games and, you know, uh, I, I know some of you guys that are on here, uh, and I know Elton, you're one of those that talks about some of the games that women play and um, time wasters. Uh, guys don't, guys have almost a zero tolerance for that right now, ladies. I mean, if they're going to spend their time uh, in investing their time and energy and money into courting you, they don't want to play. Um, they don't want to play around. Elton says life has gotten so fast that people don't have the time and patience to get to know someone. And the next option is readily available. Um, it's become a transactional relationship and not a love affair. Uh, you know, I, I would agree with you, Elton, on that. I think, uh, I think it's become easier. I think online dating's made that a lot easier to where people have lost their patience because and here's the thing, and I'll say it a million times. I probably say it every podcast. You all, you you can't have everything. You can't have everything you want. Um, you've you really have to look at the bigger picture of what your non-negotiables are, and negotiate along the way. And that doesn't mean that you should give up your standards or your morals or your values. Heavens no. But things like behaviors, um, if if a guy or girl isn't communicating the way you want them to, if they're not um, go moving at your pace, if they're not ready when you are, you know, these are things we have to compromise on and talk about and have discussions about, which again, communication is going to be a big part of this discussion today. But, you know, everybody's got to be open to these conversations and open to sticking with things. And as Elton has said, I think a lot of guys are more in that place than you ladies are now. It's not a numbers game. Um, so find something you like and stick with it. Work on it. Stick with it. And if there's something you don't like or something's not going your way or you'd like something to be a little different, I know I was just talking to somebody today who has an anxious attachment style, so she wants a lot more she wants somebody who communicates, who's there, um, who makes her feel safe and secure uh, in the relationship. Even though she feels safe and secure with herself, she's done plenty of work, she's also looking for somebody who's very present. And, uh, and being able to communicate that up front is very important. Uh, and Karen says, instant gratification, world we live in. Uh, Michael says, a man is engineered by God to serve a woman, not sleep with a woman. When this order is executed, everything falls in place. Um, I agree, Michael. I do. Um, I, I do. And people are having sex still. So, you know, I, I, uh, I, he also made us, <laughs> he made us physiologically so where we can. Um, and I know we're supposed to do that under the you know, the sacred vows of marriage, um, but people aren't. So, um, so, but, but, uh, but a man is engineered by God to serve a woman and not sleep with her. And a woman is a, should serve a man. I mean, there is this whole idea of subservient and, and to each there is a place for those. Um, so women also need to serve men. And it goes both ways. So, and at least it should. 
okay. Can so, I uh, back up here real quick? Sure. Uh, uh, Jen? Yeah. So uh, we talked about, uh, we talked about uh, something last episode that uh, just came up again, and it is communication. Like, if you are not able to communicate your expectations to who you are seeing, it, you are doomed, I think. Like, you're not going to have a good time. Right. We, we keep hammering that point because it's an important point. You have to be able to communicate openly and honestly with each other. No, it's true, which you just led me right into my third point, which really we'll probably spend a lot of time on, and that's communication. Because communication is everything. It's everything in a relationship. And so much has changed in the communication. Well, number one, with text message, it's really changed everything. But attitudes have changed around it as well. And I don't ever really hear two people say the same things about how they communicate and how they want to communicate. But we need to be having these conversations with somebody that we like. What is our communication style? What do we like? What is our preference? Um, what is their preference? And if you have somebody that loves to communicate on a regular basis, you know, constantly, let's say, because that's the extreme, and then you have somebody else that really doesn't give a darn about their phone during the day, and they don't like to text message, or they're not talking into their phone like I am, <laughs> and they have to type everything out so it takes them forever to get a message off, they may not like text messaging a whole bunch. So you've got to find a happy medium, everybody. I mean, you've got to talk about it so that you get on the same page or it's not going to work because it's weird, but it's almost like we have these needs as we have these emotional needs, we have these spiritual needs, we have these physical needs in a relationship. These communication needs, they're right up there. I mean, I don't even... I. I feel like as we're, you know, with all the technology that we have today, there's such a high expectation for communication. Would you guys agree with that? I mean, it's it's out there and everybody does it differently, but there's a really high expectation because as I sit here, here's my phone, right? Everybody's got their phone on them now. I mean, majority of people, not everybody, but we all have our phones. So the minute that you send a text message off to somebody, you think, well, this red receipt thing is also a problem, but um, <laughs> but the minute that you send a text message off, you're waiting, you're counting down some of you the time it takes somebody to respond or not respond. Am I right? Um, so let's, uh, I'm trying to hit your comments. Um, hi, Cindy. Uh, good to see you. Um, hi, Gary. Hi, Angie. Uh, Elton says, hand washes the other, non-conditional, but reciprocal, complimenting each other. Uh, Martha says, I know what your expect, uh, and know what your expectations are, even if they are reasonable. And if they are reasonable, I'm sorry, I really need my glasses. And know what your expectations are, and if they are reasonable. Elton says, one hand washes the other. Cindy says, everything. What's wrong with people? Communication, I'm sure, is everything. Uh, Jasmine says, yes. Um, and uh, Tammy says, I can shut that off. Are you talking about my phone? I can shut this off? Um, I certainly can. <laughs> um, and I do a lot. Um, I really do. That's called boundaries. Um, but but my point is, and, and by the way, like there's, there is something like people, people, you, that's why you need to get to know people and ask them how they like to communicate and what their communication style is like, um, because this has to be, and when you talk about hot or not, this has to be the hottest topic in um, relationships right now is communication. How much, how little, when, how often, um, I mean, it, it's such a big, big, big topic, but People, you need to talk about it, right? You know, I'm the first to let my friends and, you know, my my family doesn't count, but um, my friends and my clients know that if I'm off work, you may not get a response. 
I mean, I usually don't even like to look at my phone when I'm off work because all I've been doing is talking to people all day. And I know a lot of other people, I've, I've voiced that, and I know a lot of other people that have that, have, that feel the same way. Um, and some, some of you guys and girls aren't attached to your phone. It's not just a guy thing. Some of you girls are the same way where you don't have your phone with you all the time. And people are, people are expecting typically responses, right? So we have to be courteous and we have to respond, right? And, um, and Tammy says the red receipts. Yeah, those, those are turned off. <laughs> those are turned off because I think there's times when you can look at a message and decide whether it's an emergency or not. And if it's not, you don't respond. Um, but, but we do have to have our boundaries and also have a comfort level. And some people's comfort level with communication is different than the other person's. You're either going to compromise on it if it's that different, or you're going to end up, it's not going to end up working out because you're on different ends of the spectrum. Communication is connection. And now, Tammy, as much as I hate to say, as much, we all have our phones. We all have these things with us most of the time. And most people know that, right? It sucks, but most people know that. So, People are anticipating response. Are any of you, can any of you say that if you text somebody that you don't expect a response back? I mean, that you don't care whether you get a response back or you're not um, anticipating or looking forward to a response or you're not upset if somebody doesn't respond or doesn't respond timely. Um, it, I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, but this is, this is where we are and this is a huge deal that needs to be discussed in relationships and dating because this is constantly changing. And ladies, here's where I'm going to say it's extra hot right now. Um, guys, guys are looking for available women. Men these days, they're they really are ready for relationships. The majority of them, and again, I guess maybe I talk to the the best of the best um, and the most you know, uh, committed and, and, um, and mature, but they're ready and they're not going to, the, the thing I hear over and over again is they're not going to do, do play games and they're not going to deal with drama. So, you know, this whole holding out, not answering text messages or creating drama around it. If, if you don't respond, if somebody doesn't respond, um, I, I, it, this is just such a keep. This is this is the big. This is a big point right now. Um, also, for those of you that are dating and have a busy schedule, if you have a busy schedule, that's okay. If you have to re, I was just talking to somebody about this day. If you have to reschedule a date, if you can't make a date, if you need to, yeah, if you need to to reschedule, like I said, just communicate. Just communicate about it. And somebody's either going to be okay with it or they're not. But if they're not, they're not for you, right? Because we all have to be flexible in today's world. We're all kind of busy, have things come up at the last minute. And unless you want to date a loser um, or, you know, somebody that's retired and has nothing on their hands at all except for you, which imagine the pressure of that. Somebody might like that. But, um, but unless you want that, then you've got to deal with somebody else's life stuff, Right? So there's this opening with communication where you have to you have to learn about the other person. You have to ask them what how they like to communicate, right? Um, super important. So hey, Darren, good to see you. Uh, Michael says when I text with emotions, it tends not to work so well because I would read text differently than the real way the text was delivered. Such a great show. Thank you. You know, um, uh, gosh, Michael, that's such a, that's such a tough area because when a conversation gets heated or emotional, things can be misread based on the emotion where somebody is at the moment. So those should always be phone calls. And if somebody is not mature enough to pick up the phone to talk about an issue or a problem or a challenge or an emotion that somebody's feeling, if they don't care or love you enough for that, 
you have no business being with them anyway. I, I hate to say that, but you know, but even, even in an early on relationship, if there's anything, if your feelings get hurt for some, maybe somebody did something or said something, that's a conversation that's not a text, right? And that's, an, that's a conversation, we're talking about communication, and that's a conversation of, uh, number one, standing up for yourself, right? Um, creating boundaries for the relationship and being willing to have a conversation of depth of something that means something to you. Because if you don't, and Michael, we've had these conversations a million times about resentment. If you don't have conversations with people when they do things to you, it builds and resentment builds and nothing good comes of resentment. So that's why communication is so important. Um, I knew we were going to spend a lot of time on this. Um, uh, so Martha says, can't say that. Can't say what? Can't say what, Martha? Uh, and then Tammy says, it's just respectful. It is. Respond. It's, it's respectful. Uh, Dominic, Dominique, uh, thank you for joining. Uh, Elton, communication is common sense. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> It, it should be. Um, if we're working, we may not be able to respond immediately. If we're just hanging out with friends and not responding, that is negligence and a sign of not being interested. It also depends on what stage of the relationship two people are at. Not texting intentionally is playing games. Even though it's proven scientifically that it works, it's manipulation. Yeah, cognitive dissonance is really something, but we're not going to get into that. Um, but, but... Elton, it depends. And this is really where we need to keep everything open. I can't tell you guys more. I agree with you on so many things of what you said. But like when you make a rule like this, Elton, I'm using you as an example because I know you can take it. You're a confident man. When you make a rule like this and you say, well, if you're out just hanging out with friends and that's just negligence. Well, when I'm hanging out with my friends, my phone's not even around usually. So... Again, just it depends on the person and what, how, you know, I value my friends. So if I'm in the presence of my friends, I'm going to be in the presence of them. I'm not going to be all distracted by this. So I'm with them. So I just want to challenge you to say, it's, there's not always one rule. It depends on the person. And a good way to be able to gauge that is to watch the person. So if you go out with them, what are they, where is their phone? Is it sitting right in front of them, face up on the table, and they're responding to things appropriately right away when you're in their presence? Then yes, if you text them and they don't text you back and you know that that's what they do, then you know that there's games being played or they're just not interested. And hey, let's also understand that there's no reason for somebody to have to ghost or for somebody to have to have that tough conversation. Sometimes things just don't work out. And the best, I mean, obviously the easiest way people know to let somebody else down is to just stop communicating, right? So if somebody stops communicating with you, it's probably because they're either seeing other people they're not interested. And we already know that, right? They could just be really busy, but you know, chances are, if they're not communicating with you all, at all, they're just not interested. So you just, you just got to put your big boy and girl panties on and you can, guys wear panties. I don't know. <laughs> that's really not appropriate. Sorry. I, I, well, um, you know, but not, that's not some guys wear panties. I'm just saying. Um, okay. Maybe not you, Elton. Maybe not you, Michael. Maybe not you, Ziggy or Darren, but some guys do. All right. Uh, so, Lauren says, in a profile or conversation, in a profile or conversation, what does social drinker actually mean? I've been out on dates with social drinkers who are actually <laughs> excessive drinkers all the time. Drunks are very close. Uh, successful men, intelligent, driven, but drink too much. Many who drink a lot don't know they do. Not saying that they are an alcoholic, but I like a man who's always in control of himself. I'm sure there are women out there who have one too many glasses of wine as well. There are. Um, <laughs> there are many. For those of you that can't see me, I'm pulling my glasses off to reiterate. There are many women having way too many glasses of wine. Um, just saying this can definitely uh, change the dynamics. And it can. 
And you know, Lauren, interestingly enough, you know, one of the things we found after COVID, there's this term called dry dating. Um, and that's hot or not, that's hot. That's a new trend, dry dating, people not drinking on dates. And if somebody needs a crutch of alcohol on a date, we're all in trouble, right? And, and it's hard to gauge the alcoholic, you know, from somebody who's nervous or a social drinker. A social drinker, it, the definition of that is that when they go out with friends, they have a drink or two, right? Um, but they're not at home at night having a drink every night. And I know I have plenty of people that say, well, I have a drink every night and I'm not an alcoholic. Um, Michael, <laughs> Michael, you'd be better to answer that question than me. But, um, but uh, social drinking is, you know, every once in a while. And, and hey, guess what? Some people are so social, they're out every single night. So their social drinking is alcoholism. <laughs> I mean, so it really just depends on their lifestyle. But yeah, I, I think um, an important part of all of the dating thing, hot or not, being drunk on a date, Lauren, um, is not hot right now. That is out. Um, over and, and ladies, it goes, I mean, this goes for you too. I know Lauren brought this up about men, but ladies having too many drinks, I can't tell you the amount of times guys have told me, yeah, we had a couple drinks, but she'd already had a couple before she came. So, they know, you know, and it's one thing, you know, okay, maybe she's nervous on the first date, but being drunk is not attractive at all, and it's not going to lend to attraction or, or uh, a second date or a relationship. So uh, dry dating is in. It is hot right now. So thank you for bringing that point up. Uh, so uh, Martha says, when you asked if anyone... Uh, couldn't say they don't wonder if someone's text. Okay, I'm so confused. Hold on. Glasses help. Hang on. When you asked if anyone couldn't say they don't wonder about someone's text reply. Okay. So you said can't say that. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, Darren says it's usually easy to tell when, a when women try to put artificial, unnatural constraints on their behavior or think there's some magical timeline for things to occur. If this worked, it would have been figured out by now. Um, you know, on their behavior and timeline, you know, Darren brings up a really good point. Uh, and I know... I know COVID threw a monkey wrench in for some of you ladies that are getting a little bit older and want to have kids, but these timelines, they're, that's not hot at all. When a guy knows that you're looking for a husband so that you can have a baby, he's not really, he's, he's not going to be all that interested in, you know, being a baby maker. He wants, he's still wanting a relationship and that's got to progress in its own natural time. And so I agree with Darren. Timelines are out. You know, um, ladies, freeze your eggs. You know, I, more ladies are doing that now. And, uh, and, and chill on your timeline. You know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your timeline is. It matters what God's plan is for you in your life. So, you know, I get you guys want to have kids, but maybe it's not even in God's plan for you to have them. So, we need each other. Love is important. The relationship needs to be solid and, and, and solid before you have children. I mean, goodness knows we have enough broken relationships and broken marriages. Um, don't get married for the wrong reasons and don't, don't vomit your timeline on somebody else. And even if you don't say it, Darren can vouch for this because he's in that age group where women are doing that, where they're coming and going, do you want to have kids? You know, when do you want to have kids? How quickly do you want to get married? I mean, the questions are out there. I'm all for open communication. You know, I talk about it all the time. Talk about the things that matter. Ask the tough questions. But those aren't them. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yes, one of the questions would be, would you like to have a family someday? You know, would you like to have kids? Someday is the key word, right? You throw the ball out there. As long as they say yes, leave it alone. That, that's your cue to leave it alone because everything has still got to evolve naturally, right? 
And if he's in just as a hurry as you are, then maybe he'll speed up the dating process so that you guys can get to know each other as quick as possible, etc. So, uh, so super important that we not vomit our timeline for anything, even a relationship. Because my next point, and I'll just kind of roll it into this, is that um, that whole uh, define the relationship, the DTR conversation. You know, when does that happen? Because I think a lot of people rush into that. I just had somebody message me that was talking about, she was she hasn't even been out with a guy. And I think the guy asked her if she wanted a relationship um, and marriage and kids before they, and that's okay. I mean, it's okay, but why, why can't we, ask on a first date. Like, why are we throw, Why are we putting expectations and parameters on that, on that person prior to even a first date? I get you don't want to waste your time, but if people are of a certain age and, you know, with dating profiles and things like that, you kind of know the basics or you should. And if you don't, go back and read the dating profile because it probably says it on there. You guys just aren't reading them. You're just looking at pictures. Um, it's true. Uh, okay. And um, and then when women try to put artificial, um, unnatural constraints on their behavior, uh, you know, Darren, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up for women on that because I think, too, that it is important that if somebody, like a woman, wants to wait and maybe, you know, guy's very physical and trying to have sex with her initially very quickly or rush her into something she's not comfortable with. You know, maybe she likes you and she ha and she really likes you and is very attracted to you. Maybe she has to put the constraints on. Maybe she has to put boundaries up initially to communicate those to you. And is it unnatural? I mean, somebody can say it is because you know, if you're attracted to each other, I mean, everybody could just be, you know, jumping in bed together. That's, you know, that would be the natural solution. But because we don't do that, sometimes there has to be an unnatural conversation that has to happen to communicate boundaries. So, uh, so I guess I don't, that would be my take on what you said. If I didn't understand it, just let me know. Uh, except if they have kids, if I have a sitter, phone is out. Okay, got it. You know, um, Jasmine, you know, you have kids, and I know a lot of people do, and they leave their phone out for that reason. Um, what did, I mean, my parents used to go on a date every week, and they didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm alive. Um, my other four siblings are too. Um, but what did people do before cell phones? I mean, I get it. I'm not, I'm not saying that you can't, but how much is an excess in that? And we just really have to put boundaries around that as well. I get it. If you've got a sitter and you've got kids, have some code for an emergency and let, let that be because your date deserves your undivided attention as they're giving you. And that goes vice versa. I get the kid thing, but I also understand that we did survive at one point without cell phones. And most, most people survived that. So uh, Michael says the difference between a social drinker and, and then an alcoholic is, the, is that the event or person is more important than the drink. Interesting. Um, interesting. I like that. I'm sorry. I have to think about stuff. That's that a, makes I, perfect sense, doesn't it? I find that to be an amazing point. I, I really do. Thank you for sharing that, Michael. Michael uh, is recovered. He's a recovered alcoholic, and he ha he's been Ziggy. He's been on our show before. I uh, think you remember him. Yes, yes. I've I've worked with Michael quite a bit. He yeah. he's he really knows his stuff. So if he's saying it, you guys should listen. Yeah, yeah. I know that's um. Uh, uh, the alcoholic, their whole life revolves around alcohol. It's all they'll, they'll do anything just so they can get out and get a drink. <laughs> it's not about the event, so that makes perfect sense. Uh, so Cindy says, "No panties for my man." <laughs> Good, Cindy. Don't let him wear your panties. <laughs> 
Hey, Christy, good to see you. Great to see you. By the way, everybody, I just saw Christy's uh, Christy's name. I am planning, put it, trying to put together right now, I have a meeting after this, uh, an event for you guys, uh, you singles, to get together. Um, so I will keep you posted. Uh, Lauren says, I don't mind drinking, but when someone is drinking excessively, hands over you, you're just getting to know the person. Um, it's not a good first impression. Yeah, um, for sure. And if you need one drink to take the edge off, that's something. But it's good to observe what you're observing. If you see somebody over drinking, there's probably a problem. So uh, cut that right off. Um, so let's see. Uh, Denise says, not reading and just looking at pictures. That is exactly right. It's true. I've watched people go through those apps and it's like they flip so fast. You know, I'll be like, go back. And they can't because they've already said no. But it's a split second. Like, if we really say we want a relationship and substance and all these things, how is that going to get you through there? Uh, okay. Um, sorry, I'm getting off point here. Um, but I do. I'm loving answering your questions, and I love your feedback. It's awesome. This is why I do it. Uh, you know, one of the things that... and it. it I guess it's not hot or not, but I will say I want to bring it up because it was a very hot subject. I'm on page this week and we when I talked about cheating. Um, and I do would like to have a whole podcast on it because I really feel like it's, it is a topic that people uh, want to discuss, need to discuss. It's become so prevalent. It's, it's so hot right now, um, but it's not hot. Um, but it's happening, and um, and a lot of women, a lot of a lot more women are doing it these days. It's not it where I used to think, ladies and many of you, was a thing of men, and I, it's just as much a woman thing now, if not more than a man thing. So, uh, I don't know when cheating became hot or some alternative, but we're all adults. Why can't we just get therapy, have a conversation, um, get out of the relationship if we're not happy or it's not working? Why are we going behind our partner's back and betraying them? You know, because that kind of thing, especially in long-term relationships and marriages, really messes people up. It does. Um, and it's not fair. And we are going to do a whole show on that because... There is a whole environment out there. I didn't know it until I really started getting into the Dallas dating scene and realized, number one, how many men, uh, men especially, are on online dating sites that are married, that are on their perusing, and they are full-on married. And, um, and then there are sites for people that are married and swingers. So swingers is kind of a thing too. Um, not for me and not for you guys, I'm sure, but it's happening as well. Um, and, uh, and it's just, it's become a thing. It's, it's a little out of control and betrayal trauma is real. As Karen says, that's where I was going with that. It's not fair to do that to somebody else. That's not hot. It's not, that's, that's the damage that's done. But all the, like I said, all the married people, um, technology has made it so, technology has made it so easy, but then technology has also made it so easy to catch you. <laughs> so, um, so not really a good idea with everything. Uh, okay. So I have something I want to talk to you guys about. This is real. I mean, I really need your feedback. Uh, Lauren says, excited for the event. Me too. Um, so social media sharing and stalking. It's a big, uh, big conversation here because I have so many people. So as a matchmaker, my whole philosophy is less is more. You know, there, there are some matchmakers that do completely blind dates. I don't do that. I feel like you need to see a picture. Um, but Knowing everything about somebody, um, seeing every aspect of their life, people are going through your profiles and they're looking at every single picture, right? Um, they're looking at everything you do and everything you say and everything you react to. And through that, people make judgments. This is where I'm going with that because some of you are so attached. Here's the dilemma for me. Some of you are like, oh, let's connect on social media first. 
I'm going to tell you that 95% of the time doing that ruins your chances of being with that person. It does. Most of the time, if that happens, if somebody sees the other person's profile, they have way more questions about the person than they had before. They have way more judgment about the person than they did before. You guys are putting way too much on your social media profiles. And, and you know, your dating profile. So somebody sees you on Match, and they see your pictures that you filtered, and you look 30 years younger, and then they go to your social media, and guess what? People have tagged you in photos, and you're not so young, right? And they're seeing that, and they're seeing you without makeup, and they're seeing you, you know, at your worst at the gym sweating, or you're, they're seeing your gym selfies, guys. Stop it. Bathroom gym selfies. I don't care how much you love your body and how great you think you are. Don't do that. It's, it's, yeah, don't do that. Now, if you want good beach picture, great. Summertime, beach picture. Um, ladies, don't complain about on social media if you're getting a bunch of guys wanting your body and having wanting to have sex with you. If all your pictures are, um, you know, you half naked um, in your bathing suit or in show, in clothes that show, you know, all your cleavage and everything else and leaves very little to the imagination. Um, guys may be interested in having that, but they may not be interested in having a relationship with that. So you really have to look at what you're putting your, what you're putting out there and, and people judge it. Guys, good guys don't want that girl, right? They don't. And, and ladies, you don't, just like you don't want the guy that looks like a player on his page. That's got all the Hooters girls that he's gotten pictures with and the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders hanging on him you're probably out on that, right? So, so my point is with the social media, what do you guys, what do you guys do? What do you, what are you guys looking for and why, and do you want to check out somebody's social media first or do you try to keep a little mystery there because a little mystery is good? Um, I, I know for me as a matchmaker, there's no mystery for me in the sense that you don't have, my clients don't have to go check out somebody. So I get there's a safety factor if you're online. Um, they don't have to go check out somebody, but yet they still do. Um, you guys are the worst. Guys, you guys are the worst with going, oh, just send her to my Facebook or Instagram. Let her look at me there. Well, she doesn't want to look at you, you know? She doesn't want to look at your posts and your videos and your bathroom selfies. She doesn't want to do that. What she wants to do is meet a quality man, not go to your social media. And if you're that hung up on your social media, there's a problem as well, right? There has to be some mystery, not just before you meet, but once you meet, right? Um, I don't even think it's good for people to necessarily be on each other's page if they're dating. Um, you know, there's, there is a thing is too much information um, and privacy. Um, so, uh, choo -choo, Tammy said, I admit, she admit to stalking. Uh, I've ad I admit I've stalked a Facebook page before because if I see that they have a lot of political arguments or are posting inappropriate things, then I know that they wouldn't be a person for me. Okay, get it. I totally understand that. Um, I get that. So that's just kind of weeding out somebody. And if you don't know them, I I understand that. Gosh, I'm I'm really caught on this one, guys. Uh, Severin says traditional values have gone out the window with alternative lifestyles being more acceptable, such as swingers, committed but non-monogamous, and open marriages. It makes it impossible for someone who wants a real relationship. I agree. I, I agree so much. Um, it. However, I'm, I'll say again, as I said at the beginning of the show, we are looking at a community of people that want a relationship. People are much more intentional. They really, guys especially, they really are wanting commitment in a relationship. They're much more serious about it. Do these alternative lifestyles agree? There's a whole other side of our world right now that is is being very open to everything. And... Um, and good for them. <laughs> um, and good for them. But if that's not you, you know, um, 
then it's not. Social media, um, Denise says, social media is just an illusion. It certainly can be, but it shouldn't be. You know, it should be an accurate reflection of your life. And anytime you see somebody's social media page that looks all glitzed and glammed, you know, pictures of things that aren't even, you know, pictures of houses and things that, possessions that aren't even, cars that aren't even theirs that are just, you know, things, you kind of know where that person's coming from. They are really, I mean, I, I can see from the standpoint of being able to really gauge where somebody is in social media, from a social media page, but can we please... If we're not worried about our safety, can we please just wait until after we've met somebody? Because the judgments you form prior to meeting somebody from looking at their social media are killing relationships. They are. They're just killing them. I can't even tell you because most people do not have really good social media pages. Um, okay. So everybody's stalked pages, though, so don't feel bad, Tammy. Um, Jasmine says, I, I, I check it out. I've seen creepy stuff. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't share my social media too soon, Karen says. I have family pics, 11-year-old grand tw twins, and I'm willing to compromise. I'm unwilling to compromise them or, and their photos. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, I totally agree. Um, we have to watch what we're putting on social media and allowing on social media. There's too much information out there, guys, and people make judgments. I mean, Karen, come right down to it. You know, somebody could look at you and go, you know, oh, she's cute. You know, she looks, you know, she looks young and fun. And then all of a sudden, and she, her kids are grown. Now all of a sudden they see grandkids in your pictures and they're like, whoa, right? Mm. Would you have a conversation about it first? And they understand your relationship with your grandkids, they might be okay with it. But again, judgments are made sometimes with those things when a conversation can't be had at the same time um, because there isn't that communication yet, it creates problems. Uh, uh, Darren says, are dead fish, dead deer, are bathroom selfies? Yeah, I said bathroom selfies. But yeah, you're, what you hunted, especially bloody deer, I mean, nobody needs, nobody wants to see that, especially animals lover, lovers like me. Um, uh, so Martha asked Darren, what type of pics do some women post that men don't like? Um, Darren, I'm going to let you um, respond to that. Uh, but um, Martha, I'm going to answer that also. Um, men don't like superficial posts. They don't. They can. They can read drama a mile away. So they don't like drama. They don't like um, superficiality. Uh, they don't like a woman that um, is too much of an attention seeker um, on her page. You know, her posts are uh, uh, pictures. <laughs> I should say, are put on there to gain attention. They don't like that either. Um, uh, oh, oh, Darren. Let me not forget the overly filtered. Guys hate the overly filtered pictures. All from the neck up, um, all group pictures where they have to bring in a CIA photo analyst to figure out who they are. Um, got it. So, uh, yes, CIA, Karen says. It's funny. Um, all from the neck up, overly filtered. You know, Darren, I was just looking at, I was just looking with a woman today. She started Facebook dating. And so we were looking at a gentleman and I'll be damned if his pictures weren't so like overly filtered. It was crazy, but he had other pictures that weren't. So, oh, by the way, these Instagram filters, ladies, I mean, just say no, just say no. They, they completely, I mean, they completely do something different to your face. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't know how to do it, but I figured it out one day. It was some Saturday. I was sitting watching TV and I figured it out. And I have to tell you, it blew my mind. Like it absolutely, there were filters on there and it like makes your eyes bigger and your cheeks fuller and your lips huge and gives you makeup. I mean, it's insane. That's not who you are. And I can tell you, I know people, I know women on social media, sadly, 
that filter every one of their pictures that way. They filter their friends that are in their pictures that way, and they believe that they actually look like that. There's, it's, it is, um, we, we definitely live in a society with these filters where people are becoming mentally ill because of it, you know, um, it's not what you look like. Um, JR says, I don't do filters. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Um, uh, so I know these gals aren't walking around with iPhone threes. <laughs> um, yep, that's true. Um, okay. So, uh, so Karen says, I don't know how to do it either. Play around on your phone. I did it one weekend and I found them. I think they went away. I don't know where they went, but, um, I tried to find them to show them to somebody else again, but they're unbelievable. They're crazy. Um, uh, like it or not, I'm just me, who I am. Show somebody who you are. That's what they want to see. Now, granted, put your best foot forward, but show somebody who you are. Um, okay, I have one more thing. God, I have so many more things I want to talk about. Um, we're having fun, though. Uh, body dysmorphic is rampant. It is. You are so, so right, Denise. It is. Um, okay, so... Uh, in or not in, ghosting. Ghosting is not hot. Um, here's why. People are much more intelligent. They're looking for, if they're looking for a relationship, it's really easy if you're an adult, if you're a mature adult and you can put your pants on and go to work every day, which hopefully most of you can, you can also have a conversation. If you don't like somebody, you don't like them. Just tell them. You don't have to ignore them. You don't have to ghost them. You don't have to disappear and block them. Just tell them. You don't, it's, this, you're not what I'm looking for. Or, you know, there are certain things that I'm looking for that you don't have or that we don't have together. And it's not a good fit for me. That's it. Or it's just not a good fit for me with no explanation. That's okay. Um, but ghosting is out. It's not hot. Um, it never has been, but now more than ever, people are demanding what is hot is um, social intelligence, emotional intelligence and social intelligence. And emotional intelligence statistically right now is more important than looks to people. Even men. Men want an intelligent woman over looks right now, ladies. So we have no excuse for for not being responsible, mature adults, ghosting could not be more out. Um, and, uh, and making sure you show up, but yes, some of you are so obsessed with your looks, you don't even, it almost paralyzes you before you go on a date to have the right amount of spray tan or the right outfit. Um, guys care more about who you are and it's great to have a pretty face, but they will Cook, kick you to the curb every time, pretty much, or at least when they're done. They'll kick you to the curb for looks only. So um, start showing up um, with more substance. Um, Danielle says, be honest. Uh, Jasmine says, my comments are gold today. Thank you. I know I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying to be honest because I feel like this is such a, it's such a, big area right now where so many people are questioning things and we have such a, we're in such a great position to move forward and find committed, loving, honest, mature relationships and people are messing them up. So if I may wrap this up, cause I have to, cause it's about that time. I'm going to say this, I'm going to say to you ladies, um, it's summertime. I want everybody to have fun and get out there. I mean, the best way to meet somebody, obviously, is organically. Um, hard. I get it. Needle in a haystack. But get out. Have fun. Enjoy. Fresh air. Um, and uh, don't hold men to the standard that maybe you held them to a couple years ago before COVID. Men are in a different place, and they're a lot more serious now than they've ever been. So ladies, show up. Don't Try the numbers game. Don't date around a million guys. Try looking, try finding what you're looking for and staying really focused on that. Even if it's just a few, it only takes one. It only takes one for it to work. And, um, and guys, guys, um, I, I, I guess the, uh, the main thing I would say to you guys is, you know, keep moving forward with looking for substance. Um, I know looks and attraction are very important, but stick with this trend of looking for more 
and wanting more from the on the inside of somebody versus just the outside. I really feel like you guys get it that you want it, but stay there and 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 keep keep increasing your standards in that place. And don't let, and I know you're not because I'm watching it. You guys aren't letting women get away with um, being superficial or creating drama. You, you're kicking them to the curb. <laughs> Good for you. Keep doing that. Um, because that behavior needs to stop because it doesn't work for, to create a healthy relationship. So, um, so giving you guys a lot of kudos today, by the way. So, uh, don't let me down. <laughs> um, and, uh, Severin says ghosting is disrespectful and unnecessary. Just be honest. That's more admirable than vanishing. Absolutely. We're mature adults. Uh, and uh, yes, I ate my Wheaties today. If they even make, I don't think they even make Wheaties anymore, but they should. <laughs> Do they? Um, uh, anyway, um, and Martha says, great show. Thank you. And uh, Tammy says, emotional intelligence is so sexy. Emotional intelligence and intelligence is so sexy. And men want it and women want it. This is like the top thing everybody's looking for. People are looking for this over looks right now, everybody. So we've talked about this. We had um, uh, um, Eileen Fisher. Is that, is that right? No. Um, Helen Fisher. Eileen Fisher is a designer. Um, uh, Helen Fisher from Match that came on that does the Singles in America survey. Um, I need to go shopping. That just reminded me that I need clothes. <laughs> um, but, uh, but she did that Singles in America survey at the Kinsey Institute. And worldwide, this is a, a trend. This is hot. Emotional and social intelligence and intelligence in general is, the, is hot. It's hotter than looks right now. So put your best foot forward out there, people. Um, and I, uh, I will, uh, I'll see you guys in two weeks. And I'll also keep you posted on an event. I'm putting that together now. I want to do something this summer. It's been way too long. Uh, I need to see all of you, uh, meet some of you for the first time. And uh, I always appreciate you guys tuning into the show and your feedback and keep the conversation going online. And uh, I will see you in two weeks. Have a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Each show, we're going to have new topics and information. If you'd like to find out more about coaching or matchmaking, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on my Facebook page, my personal page at Jennifer Styers.